Welcome to the La Dolce Vita Show, a woman's guide to living a fearless and fabulous life. My name is Heather Pickin, and I am here to give you that winning formula so that you can get clear on your vision, stay true to your values, and break through those mental walls. Check out my free resources at heatherpickin.com. This podcast is brought to you by Fierce Femme Wine, a woman's wine that inspires dialogue for change. Visit fiercefemme.com. So let's get ready as we uncover the formula to your success in business, career, and fabulous life. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the La Dolce Vita Formula, a woman's guide to living a fearless and fabulous life. And I am so excited. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about my guest today, Mae McCarthy. Now, if you go in the archives, I don't know what uh, show episode it is, but we actually did an interview a couple years ago. So after you're done listening or watching to this, I want you to go ahead and uh, find that episode and listen to it because it is really powerful. Lots of juicy details in, and it's really going to help you. So today um, we're going to be talking about why over what using purpose to drive your success. So I absolutely love this topic. I think we're, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. Um, let me just tell you a little bit about May um, and why you should listen to her, why you should listen to this powerful woman. Uh, she has helped to start and grow six successful companies as large as 100 million in annual revenues. Okay. So I think she knows what she's talking about. I think she might have a few tricks up her sleeve. Uh, she is a best-selling author, speaker, university lecturer, and angel investor. Um, we had, we were having a conversation before we started and she's actually originally from Seattle. Um, and she actually comes back here and, and does investing and helps people. And she serves on many, uh, boards. Um, she is also the author of the best-selling book, The Path to Wealth, and her newest title, The Gratitude Formula, a seven-step success system to create a life that you love. So May, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Nice to see you. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Uh, I absolutely love having you back because I just think you have such a powerful story of how, you know, you, you just use all of these uh, systems in your business. We can talk about that, kind of like the spiritual formula. But we're going to really talk about today on why over what and using your purpose mm -hmm. to drive your success. So yes. let's talk about what exactly that means first. Well, your purpose, um, I believe that everybody should understand what their purpose is, the why that they're here to do what they do. And what they'll benefit in knowing that is that they will have a much clearer direction on what it is that they're supposed to do. They'll also have an, an added amount of, of passion and fuel and, and excitement and energy to do what they're doing. And I'm not the only one that believes this. I mean, lots of successful people, Jack Canfield, Wayne, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Bill Gates, you know, they, they got some sense 
of their purpose, the why that they're here, um, as far back as when they were little kids. And so when I'm, at, when I'm asked, how do I figure out what my why is, what my purpose is, I ask people to look at a few things in their past um, to, that, that help them to give them a clue. The first is, what did you used to do when you were a kid and you lost hours and hours doing? What was really fun for you that you lost hours doing? Some people love to take apart small electronics and put them back together. Some people love to you know, write stories and put on plays. Um, with Oprah Winfrey, she liked to uh, play school and be the teacher. And Bill Gates loved to play with computers so much so that he used to break into his school after hours to play with the big computers. He was just so fascinated. And as, as you grow older, other people have told you what you're good at doing. And that clue as well. And then finally, ask yourself that third question. What do I think I'm really good at doing? What do I love to do? And when you answer all three of those questions, you may see a theme. For instance, uh, Oprah Winfrey saw a theme that she wanted to be a teacher. She just didn't realize it was going to be through the media. And Bill Gates, his purpose, his why that he's here is to use information and technology so that people can have access to that and, and improve their lives. For me, I used to love to just tell stories and put on plays and do all sorts of things. And I still do that as a, as a salesperson and a CEO that starts a company. I want to explain how there can be a fair exchange of value, how we can solve problems or create conveniences for customers. And the customers in turn will exchange value with us and help us to grow. So knowing your purpose, as Dr. Wayne Dyer said, when he used to chase after money, he never had enough. But as soon as he started to live his life on purpose, and actually give what he had, his talents, his skills, his time, his energy, money just started to flow in easily. And I have to tell you, that's been my experience as well. When I live my life on purpose, when I live from a why that I'm here, that fuels my passion, everything else seems to fall into place and life is just easier. Mm. I love what you're saying. And it's so important, you know, talking about, why you need a purpose and that is going to help you to become in, a, in alignment with, with your business. I also look at like the health and vitality of someone. They've done studies with uh, people that have Alzheimer's disease that if you don't have a purpose, the chances of you activating that, like expressing that um, through epigenetics is actually uh, stronger than not having a purpose. And even if you have that, once you find a purpose, you can actually reverse, uh, you can reverse that. So I, I think what you're saying is just, it's so important right, to keep us going and to keep us alive. Yeah. And going hand in hand with those kinds of studies, especially with the elderly, what they found is that when people develop a purpose of why they're here and they're excited and they're, they're uh, passionate about doing something and they have overreach, overarching goals, you know, some big goals that they still have, what they're doing is enabling the chemistry in their body to shift because now that they've got these goals and this passion to do something, there's something within their body that ends up healing itself, that ends up invigorating 
um, the cells so that they end up having a much more fulfilling and longer life. Mm. I, I love that. Yeah, I really want people to understand that um, your health is correlated to your purpose. So you better you better find your purpose. So let's also talk about finding your purpose in the world today. Let's say you have a business right now, but one of the challenges that is happening with AI and how all of these structures and business have been change, changing, or I should say industries, People might find, particularly women, because this show is for women, uh, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, my business is dying, so now I have to find a new purpose. So what would you say to women that are, that are uh, dealing with those issues right now? Well, I guess the first question I would ask is, did you develop a purpose statement for your business? You know, um, Ernst & Young did a study in 2015, and what they did was they interviewed almost 500 corporate CEOs. And what they found was that those CEOs whose companies had a clearly defined purpose statement, a why that their company exists, which is very different than what they do, those companies tended to be more profitable. And I have to tell you, uh, my companies have all had purpose statements. Um, and, um, and so have some of the really great and profitable companies. Now, just to illustrate this, let me explain to you what the difference between a purpose statement for a company is and what they do. We all know the company Kellogg's, right? Right. And what do they do? I think cereal. <laughs> exactly. They manufacture and distribute food products. But they say that the why that they exist is to nourish families so they can flourish and thrive. That's very different. And in my company, my last company, what we did was we developed software and equipment and installed these giant pieces of automated equipment with our software into hospital pharmacies. So we'd come in and just rip apart the pharmacy and re-automate everything so that the hospitals could distribute their drugs in a just-in-time order and save money on overstocked um, inventory and things like that. But we also made sure that there was a barcode on every single drug. Now, that's what we did. We helped hospitals save money and automate their drug distribution process and be more efficient and all the good things that a hospital would like to have. But why did we do what we did? To save lives. We got into the business because there were 100,000 people that were dying every single year in hospitals because they got the wrong medications. And what we wanted to do was validate with a barcode scan on the wristband and a barcode scan on the drug to make sure it was the right drug for the right patient at the right time in the right form and essentially save lives. That's why we existed. Now think about a software developer and you were working for a company to create software to automate drug distribution processes and be more efficient or you were creating software to save lives which one would make you feel more passionate and engaged i think oh, yeah definitely laughing. yeah definitely saving lives and Absolutely. that's the cool that's the cool thing about purpose for a company you know hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars are spent on trying to make sure that companies have trained their employees, that they motivate their employees, that they, 
that they get the right employees, that they get the employees engaged. They even have outside consultants who come in and spend a, an exorbitant amount of time to get the employee to spend more than 50% of their time doing their job, right? Employee engagement, yes. it's a big buzz and it's a huge industry. Well, if you can get your employees, all of your stakeholders for that matter, your employees, your customers, your suppliers and vendors, your investors, your community and your world, if you can get everyone in alignment behind that purpose, then your company cannot fail. Everyone will be putting more energy and effort and positive thought and innovative and creative ideas into helping it to be successful. So in answer to your question, if somebody's business is dying, my first question would be, have you developed a purpose statement for your company? Mm, I, I love that. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense because I think a lot of times, and I don't know if you've seen this, is that we get into business or some people get into business for the instant gratification. They don't have that backbone of what you were calling like the purpose statement. And so when they get challenged with something happening, like industries changing, they lose their drive. They lose their motivation. So what you're saying is, is having that, that purpose statement will help carry the business, even through those, those challenging times. So my next question is, how have you been able to get through some of the most challenging times in your business on, by using the purpose statement? Well, just as an example, um, since I brought up my last company, we'll just go ahead and use that one. I've had lots of different industries, but since we've already given the background on that, we'll use that. When we were installing our very first customer, we had um, acquired a, a champion. We have, we, we have this great champion at one of the top health systems in the country, actually in the world. And their name is Cleveland Clinic Foundation. And huge hospital system. And the um, chief pharmacy officer was a champion of ours. He was going to give us our first shot. The young company guaranteed that our system was going to work. We had to meet all of their expectations and did not get a pay, paid a dime until they were satisfied. And if they weren't satisfied, then they could kick us out and, and not pay us anything. Okay. So that's the deal to get the first customer. And we had a delay from the manufacturer of this revolving shelving unit that was absolutely imperative that it show up on time because they were having a grand opening with all of their board members, with all the who's who, the mayor of Cleveland, everybody was coming and to, for this grand opening of this particular pharmacy and our product's gonna be late. And we were threatened. But what got us through was that we were doing this to save lives. If it was just to make a sale, we would have died. Mm. But we were doing this to save lives. We knew that they needed our technology to help them save lives, even more so than they knew they needed our technology to save lives, okay? So that gave us a tremendous amount of passion. And our software developers, as they were considering how in the world to help this hospital save lives, they came up with an innovative and creative idea. And that was 
to modify our software so that it could be used even with static shelving, shelving that didn't move. So we brought in all of this static shelving as temporary shelving into this hospital pharmacy. We had so much excitement and so much fuel and so much passion. All of us are working and we got this to work and we made it to the grand opening, even though we didn't have our revolving shelving unit. Now here's the cool thing. Cleveland Clinic at that time had 11 hospitals in the Cleveland area. Because our original software and our plan required this revolving shelving unit, we were only going to be able to serve about five of their 11 hospitals because they were the five that were big enough to be able to afford this automated system. But because this problem happened, we now were able to serve all 11 hospitals and use static shelving for the smaller pharmacies and still give the hospital system the ability to automate and track all of their drug inventories across all of their hospitals. That would have never happened had this problem not come up. And it opened up a huge new market for us um, which ended up helping us succeed in ways that we didn't even think was possible. But if we were doing it just to make money, we would have closed up shop. Mm. We were doing it to save lives. And consequently, we got creative and came up with a solution that increased our business by leaps and bounds. I, I so love that. I love that story. You know, one of the reasons why I love that story is that I am from Cleveland, Ohio. So I have a connection <laughs> with that I love story. It. Yeah. And, and I really want to highlight something that you have said. And it goes back to when I, re, when I read the book, Think and Grow Rich, which I'm, which I'm sure you have. Napoleon Hill says, often misfortune is disguised as opportunities. So what you just told us is that you, you had an issue, you had a quote unquote misfortune, but it brought you to a bigger opportunity. I think so many times, especially with women, they get scared, they get fearful when there's a challenge, but it, it really goes back to your purpose and, and understanding why you're doing what you're doing. So my next question to you, May, is we all have fear as we start building our businesses, going after big, bigger challenges. How do you deal with fear and how has that helped you to, to grow and sell these amazing companies? Okay, so when you think of fear, of course you know the acronym, right? False evidence appearing real. And what I know is that all of us are incredibly powerful. Each and every one of us are so powerful and we are always creating. And you already know that I have a spiritual bent to what I believe, and that is that I believe wherever we direct our words, thoughts, and emotions, we are giving energy to, to manifest something. So I have a choice. When I'm fearful, I can focus my words, thoughts, and emotions towards the fear and give it fuel to manifest, or I can stop it and focus my, direction, my energies towards what I want an outcome to be. So in my, in my story about Cleveland Clinic, I could be fearful about losing the business because we weren't going to be able to meet the implementation expectation. 
that we had promised. Or I could continually focus on the fact that I knew that we were going to be saving lives. This is what we were gonna do. And we were going to come up with a creative solution that enabled everyone to experience satisfaction as a result of our working together in solving this problem and in working together in helping to save lives. So I focused my attention and as a CEO and leader, what you do is you motivate your, you continually praise your employees for being the creative uh, talent that they are and you give them enough space to be able to, to come up with a creative solution. So if you're focusing on the fact that it's possible, it's possible to fail, it's possible to succeed, you put your energy, you are aiding the manifestation of that. So when you get scared, figure out a way to get out of it and focus on what you do want. And if that requires you to start writing down, speaking it out loud, finding a mentor that can, can, can share their stories about, oh honey, that's easy. I've been sued by MCAI, AT&T and Sprint all at the same time. <laughs> you know, somebody that can say, don't you worry about it, I've been through worse. Um, to, to help beef up your, your uh, uh, faith and your courage. Um, make sure you've got some people around you that can help you with that. But make no mistake, wherever you put your energy, you are essentially proclaiming and, and aiding and abetting it to manifest. So turn away from fear and figure out what you want the outcome to be, which is a success for all. Mm, I love that. May, this has been so powerful and so inspiring. And where can our viewers and listeners learn more about you? Well, you can go to maymccarthy.com. That's M-A-Y-M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y.com. And there's a whole bunch of free information there. There's uh, some free preview chapters of my books and events that are around the country and and uh, all sorts of different free videos and things like that on the topics that we discussed today and more. MayMcCarthy.com. Excellent. And we will also put that in the show notes. Uh, once again, May, thank you so much for being my guest. And, Happy to uh, be I here, just, Oh, yeah. I just, I just love and appreciate you and coming on this show. So you're welcome to come back anytime. Thank you. I appreciate My it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Until next time, this is Heather Picken and live fearlessly. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. So if you like what you hear on this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Interested in becoming a sponsor or learning more about leadership for women's performance using neuroscience or business coaching, contact support at heatherpicken.com. And don't forget to grab my latest book, The La Dolce Vita Formula, by going to fearlessandfabulousbook.com. That's fearlessandfabulousbook.com.